Hey, you've made it to Spryspace, where people managing social media accounts come for community. This year, our focus is social media for good. Together, we can work to make social media a landscape for healthy online communities to grow. Sound good? Then come along with us on the Spryspace podcast, where we share what we know, learn what we don't, and strive to make social media better for us all. I've been down the back streets high, on the edge of saying goodbye, kicking dirt up in my own face. I Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Spryce Face Podcast. You've made it again, and you are here along with me and Adrian and Amber and Seth. Welcome, everybody, to the podcast. How are you? Uh, good. <laughs> We're great. <laughs> Very well, thanks. And you? That's a really inappropriate question. I don't want to be asked how I am. My favorite thing to ask people lately is, um, what's the best thing you ate today? I feel like that's a way better question than how are you? Mm -hmm. Oh, that's fun. Mm -hmm. You know, I worked at a craft store years ago, and one of my jobs was to... um, say the hey we're closing in 10 minutes we're closing in five minutes okay we're closed and um at the end of the last one every single time I would come up with a really creative way to say have a great evening I'd say have a fantastic evening have a spectacular evening to where I got to be where my coworkers would actually start joining in and giving me words that they had heard. <laughs> Have an okay evening. <laughs> I wish you would say, remember we've had um, Gia Goodrich on a few times and she's a master at making up words. And one of my favorites is like sparkle-tastic. Yes. You know, like have a sparkle-tastic day. <laughs> I, and I worked at a craft store. So I feel like that would have been wildly appropriate oh, yeah. to say that. Yeah. Yes. All right, so before we get into the meat of content today, um, Adrian, tell me about a piece of social media content that brought you joy. Yeah, well, we've had Brett Dillahunt on this podcast. He is the uh, energy behind Mustangs for Mustangs. It is a uh, nonprofit out of Prosser, Washington that uh, is benefits all the anybody who's ever gone to Prosser Prosser schools. So I'm from Prosser, and that's how I know of the group. But the group is very, very effective and awesome. And so we've talked to Brett about social media and how useful it is for his community and how he's used it with his community. Um, Well, lately, uh, Mustangs for Mustangs has been doing a series on the students that have gotten some scholarships uh, through Mustangs for Mustangs. So, you know, part of their work is they do... um, you know, immediate, immediate assistance. So, you know, you have no food for your family. They will, they will get you uh, some groceries that day. They will, they help with rent assistance. They help with immediate needs. Um, but they also do several different, they do lots of different kind of projects. Um, and one of them is making sure that, um, they have a scholarship fund and they always disperse funds to, uh, Prosser graduates from that year and so it's what June now and so everyone's graduating and so they're doing a series on these students that have won scholarships and they have great photos of them they're all there I love how their photos are very they're either their senior photos or they're just like photos of the students just um one of them was like a teenager just looking so sulky 
but it made me smile because I'm just like, yep, it's high school. There you go. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. And it just, you know, it just, it's, it's gives a little bit of story behind the student and makes you feel just so connected because you know that all your donations or all the work that you have contributed in whatever way um, is really going towards something. So it's really awesome. Yes, I loved I've loved seeing that too. Uh, this time of year with graduation, you know, it's very interesting. Last year was and the year before was so strange with graduation like what they actually were going to do for graduation, you know? And yeah. so this year you're starting to see things like everybody's just outside and um it's it's been it's been cool to watch across the country how people are doing graduation and kind of moving on to the next phase. So yeah. Yeah. All month long, we've been talking about musicians and musicians using social media for good. And I've kind of uh, uh, self-titled it Concert in the Park series, right? Um, it's been super fun to meet some of these new musicians that I've never been introduced to before and actually getting to have conversations with them. Um, especially, my, I think one of my favorite parts from this last series was um, <coughs> Haley Lynn, who did the Danny DeVito song. I got to ask her, I got to ask her about how, how do you end up making a song about Danny DeVito? You know, and she actually gave the full backstory for it. So like that, I always love to know what inspired a, a piece of creativity. So that was the most fun for me to kind of learn about. Um, today, I've assembled you three here to just talk a little bit about what uh, what social media accounts for musicians that you follow. So are there musicians on social media that you follow? Who are they? Why do you follow them? Um, so let's just jump right into that. Seth, you want to go first? Tell me about a uh, musician or a few musicians that you follow on social media. Okay. So yeah, um, I can totally do that. I have a couple that I'm going to uh, share with you guys today. Uh, for those of you that don't know, um, I am a, I'm a Christian and I lead worship at my church. And so one of the uh, groups that I follow is um, Hillsong Worship. And um, I follow them because when you follow a group on social media, often you'll be the first one to hear when there's like new releases and mm. stuff like that, rather than hearing through the grapevine, which is really a great reason to follow um, the bands that you love, you always get, you're always up to date on what they're doing. Um, and the other reason that I, I love doing it is you often get to find the heart, like you were talking about with that song, Danny DeVito, you actually get to, to discover the heart behind the song that was written. You get to, yes. um, you get the backstory of, of what the artist was going through. You get to understand, um, the emotion and everything and why they are, you know, pouring themselves out, uh, in this form of art. Um, so I love that. Um, and then another one that I'm going to talk a little bit about was is a band called Skillet. I have loved them forever. They are um, just <laughs> really good rock. Not quite screamo, but man, they can make your head bang against a wall. And um, I started following them, I don't know, a couple years ago. And the, the reason I want to talk about them is I actually discovered that when you're following a specific uh, artist on social media, often you will find out that your values and their values don't always align, you know, perfectly. Like I listen to their song and rock out to them and absolutely love their music. But when I started following them on social media, I discovered that um, I don't always agree with everything they have to say. <laughs> like, I'm like, what? You should <laughs> see the look on that. his face here. Yeah. <laughs> I, 
You said what? So um, I just I, I just thought it was an interesting um, thing that sometimes we we follow people to find out you know what they were thinking and realize that my own interpretation of the song is a much better interpretation. So, <laughs> um, you know, like, no, that's not what that song means. No, not at all. So, um, those are, those are my two, my two that I just wanted to talk a little bit about. That is awesome. interesting, right? Because like on one hand you get a deep dive and, and it pulls you further into their values. And on the other hand, you're like, mm. yeah, <laughs> it like, just oh, kind of does the opposite. Man. Yeah. Oh, that's funny. Yeah. Where do you follow them? Is it on Facebook? Um, most of the musicians I follow on Facebook, Instagram, and definitely TikTok. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> that's a thing. <laughs> okay, Amber, you wanna go next? Tell me about uh, some musicians you follow on social media. So I, I have a little bit different music style than maybe most of my friends here at Sprite or most of my friends, and that's okay. <laughs> um, I love any kind of gritty, um, if you have like a female or a male vocalist that just ha- sounds like they've been gargling with nails, like <laughs> it makes, it makes, it does something to me, you guys like, I just love it. Right. So I follow the Marty Ray project and, um, if you haven't listened to his music, I mean, I think that you would love it. Um, it's very soulful. And again, pretty sure he gargles. He either gargles with nails or smokes a pack of marbles a day. <laughs> like you can something be- creates that deep soulful sound. Yeah. yeah. But he's like, he is a straight up like gangster looking fella. And he's got this beautiful wife who he is madly in love with. And, and he is so gracious and thankful to all the people. So I think that that's why I like following him on social media because I love his music, but he just, I mean, he shares stories. He gets excited when just like an average Joe shares his stuff and he'll reshare their share. And, um, he's just super humble. So when he blows up, you know, if he ever blows up, which I'm counting on him and rooting for him, uh, I think, I hope that he keeps those qualities, but I love him. You should check his music out. And then the other I guess we're going to call her a musician. I mean, she is a musician. She's an artist in every sense of the word. And another one, again, if you haven't checked her out, I think she started out on YouTube. Um, her name is Ali Spagnola. It's S-P-A-G-N-O-L-A. I don't okay. know that I've ever heard her say her name out loud. So I don't know if, that, if I'm saying that last name correct, but she is quirky and goofy and fun. And she'll do something from, um, she'll take like an Adele song and turn it into a pink song. Like oh, interesting. But she's, she's actually, she's brilliant because she, she's silly and goofy and the, the product comes out fun and silly, but she breaks down these songs by chords and she listens to the music. I mean, the way that she does it is actually mesmerizing um, and so funny. And then she records it in her homemade little studio that she made, which is just a box with fur. It might be her closet, but she put (laughs) fur on the walls. And then one day she might be, I think her most recent one, and she turned her couch into a dry erase board. So she does music, art, super goofy, way entertaining. She's brilliant. And I'd like to shake her hand. I can't (laughs) stop imagining how she turned her couch into a dry erase board. Amazon, I'm sure. 
I better go follow her to find out. <laughs> you, I, you won't be disappointed. I promise you. It's amazing content. Where do you And she has them? a beautiful voice. So I follow her on Facebook, actually. But I think a lot of her content is she started on YouTube. Okay. But she's also into fitness, too. So she kind of has three things that she does on her channel. And she does them all, which you wouldn't think would make sense, right? So she's into, like, working out fitness. She's into doing weird, quirky art things. And she's not afraid to. I mean, she lives in an apartment. And I'm wondering if she owns the building. Because she has done some crazy things to it. So either that <laughs> or she has a really understanding landlord. And then third is the music. But the music is so much fun. Mm, I can't wait to see that. It is good stuff. Okay, Adrian, what about you? Tell me about some musicians you follow on social media. Uh, yeah. Well, one thing I wanted, I wanted to say, kind of to preface what I was going to say, like what to kind of comment off of what Amber uh, mentioned, is I feel like with 2020, 2020 and 2021, we're all stuck inside I mean, uh, I used to look like you'd love to go to concerts and go out and go experience music. But then I would like I never followed musicians really before 2020 because I often don't really want to know what they're like in real life because sometimes they're not that cool. <laughs> like, I don't want to be like upset by like how icky they are if they Disappointed. are disappointed. Yeah. And so I didn't really follow very many <laughs> bands. And so but what I have found through 2020 is like i've been following people who aren't necessarily big names but they have like that personality where they share all sorts of things like what amber's saying is like they're really talented musicians but then they also have like they're also comedians and they also you know um, are just multi-talented people and like now that we're everyone's stuck inside like they can just be as as creative as possible and it's like their time to shine you know what i mean it makes me so happy for them because they're like now they're like yes you all are like my captive audience now i don't have to like beg you to come to shows yeah. <laughs> you know? yeah. That's awesome. but um but uh so one so two so two people that i love one of them is called playboy man baby and i actually don't really love their music but they are hilarious on Twitter or not sorry Twitter on um, Instagram TikTok. Well, oh, Instagram on TikTok and TikTok. Too. They they well they do all the social medias. Is it the same videos that he's sharing? Yeah. On? Okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and they they basically just make up really kind of stupid jingles that are just so they're very millennial, right? They're millennials and like you know the one that I I, I first found them discovered them. The song was, uh, you know, you're getting old when the things you get excited about are is that asparagus is on sale today. <laughs> hip, hip, hooray. Asparagus is on sale today. <laughs> and so they make these little songs <laughs> and, and they're so short, right? They're, they're definitely made for Instagram. It's not like an actual record where they're like making these songs. And so they're just musicians that are bored during quarantine and all their their gigs were canceled and so they just made these amazing videos and it's so delightful to watch um one he published this week was like i got new pants i got new pants and like the new it'll show him in his new pants and they look like new of his old pants like it's they're like mustard colored yes. khakis <laughs> and it's like the old mustard colored khakis and then the new mustard colored khakis <laughs> yeah yeah 
Yeah, I mean, it's just so fun that we get to learn. We do get to learn more about the musicians and their personalities. Kind of like the reason why I didn't follow bands to begin with is why I'm following bands now because I'm like, oh wait, it is fun to know what they're like IRL. And one thing um, I would say about that guy too is that mm-hmm. he, um, I believe, he actually got some notoriety and a lot of followers because he was actually very active in he's from Arizona and he was very active in the campaigns that were happening. Um, mm-hmm. So he would make like political jingles. campaigns. Um, yeah. Like what was it? The governor was at the Senate yep. mm-hmm. um, in Arizona yep. there. And so he would like make little jingles along with that. And then he ended up having to split accounts and like create one account that was only political focused and one that was more of these silly jingles. Cause it didn't make sense to mesh those two audiences since it was Arizona focused. Um, But I think that's kind of how he ended up getting shared a lot um, last year. So super interesting. Yeah. So a lot of those kind of multi-talented people I love. Um, The other other accounts I wanted to mention were not specific musician accounts, but like music style meme accounts. There is kind of on Instagram this whole um, world of like classic 90s country meme accounts that I am obsessed with because I love 90s country. I love I love Alan Jackson, I love Shania Twain, Garth Brooks, all of them. Like like the the radio, like coming from a small town <laughs> in eastern face. Washington <laughs> and farm country, you know, you're riding a school bus in the in 1996 and your school bus driver is listening to the, the radio station, those country songs. Those are so nostalgic for me and I just think it's so funny and and people like they're making memes off of them. They're making memes off of like certain phrases and certain lyrics. A couple of people that I love are Dwight, Dwight Joachim (laughs) and (laughs) another account called uh, Boy Orbison. Um, So kind of mixing and they, and they actually do some of them go into like country, uh, history that go even farther mm. back and talk about like who actually wrote certain songs that are now big hits now and um, they make fun of modern country because you know I'm like that's great I also would like to like, make fun of modern country anyway <laughs> <laughs> um, my favorite part the the uh, the PC resistance was when they did a um, 90s in March they did a 90s country uh like March Madness bracket where they Ooh. did a genius thing for social media where basically you would go through and in Instagram you have the poll option and they would have one you know two songs every single day they would go head to head and then you had to vote on your favorite song and then they had you know one song to rule them all which I believe was incorrectly chosen it was Neon Moon <laughs> <laughs> it was Neon Moon by Brooks and Dunn I thought it should have been Boots Getting Boogie, Boogie but anyway um it just got me so involved and so like invested in in this and i thought it was genius it was amazing so yeah these bracket using social using instagram story polls that's a fun idea Mm -hmm. you could do that with anything really anything especially things that people have very firm opinions on (laughs) you know i mean like like pizza toppings oh cereals cereal oh cereals why are all the things i'm thinking of snacks (laughs) snacks because they're very important they're very important um 
Oh my gosh. <gasps> I just had a very good idea. Like here, Gap or Abercrombie and Fitch or whoever, you could do a bracket of styles of jeans Ooh. because like as like those jean styles just are recycled they're just recycled over and over again and i've noticed that the the low rise hip huggers are coming back and it's giving me anxiety because those that style is the worst style ever for like 98 percent <laughs> of the population um those jeans are designed for people that are like kira knightley and kira knightley only like no hate no shade but like that's it However, they're coming back. And I'm like, why? Who? Why? <laughs> For who? For who? So I think we should have a bracket system and let the people decide. Because there's so many different kinds of jeans. You have like, anyway. Seth, you have a lot of opinions on jeans, I feel. I, I do. But yeah. this See? podcast is not about jeans. I know. <laughs> I've had like so, three jean questions come so into my I mind. Won't go, I won't go into detail on jeans. <laughs> okay. I... I have one question because I, I came into this before we started to push record today and you all were talking about some interesting stuff that I want to kind of bring to light. So I want to know how everybody most likes to consume music. So like, are you listening to music in your car? Are you listening to it alone while you're crying in your room? Are you listening to it at a concert? Like, what's your favorite place to listen to music and how do you most like to enjoy it, Amber? Oh, so I hate concerts. <laughs> hate them. <laughs> we've, we've hate. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Um, I d enough that I don't even let FOMO get in my way there. I actually have a, a concert coming up with friends. It was a, a gift and I'll go to that with my friends. I'm, I may or may not have a couple of drinks ahead of time to try to enjoy it, but I don't like crowded spaces. Um, I think people, especially like this day and age are rude and it's constantly about where they're going. And mm -hmm. so you're getting cut off. They're just loud. They're in your space. I don't know. I just don't, I don't like crowds of people. And my husband's been that way, like our whole marriage. And I used to be like, the opposite of that and he's like sucked me into his people hating ways so my favorite way to enjoy music is actually just um usually i listen to books when i'm in the car alone but if i have a group of people in the car that's when the concert comes on mm. actually just yesterday we were rocking the music yeah we were two blocks and i was like i got friends in the car and they sing and i'm cranking the music up <laughs> that um, was fun that was really fun and yeah. somehow you picked a song that got us from point a to point b uh, with it, it started and it ended when we were yeah. parked like that was weird well notice i went around the block <laughs> so that we can oh. get that whole song in. <laughs> so that was intentional. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I planned that down to the second. <laughs> no, and then um, if I'm alone, the times that I listen to music are usually like when I'm cleaning or I need motivation. Mm. But, yep. I don't listen to music very often. I don't know if it's my brain and the way that I process. I, I grew up as a dancer, and so I have like... It almost seems to me like music almost has this sense of functionality to me as opposed to like part of my hobby or enjoyment. 
Um, but the way my brain works, I, I get more relaxed if I can follow long form story. So that's why I listen to podcasts or 20 hour long audiobooks or, you know, something that I can kind of get long term invested in, but don't have to focus. I, I don't know. So I have a hard time listening to music very often. However, when I am in large crowds, um, whether it's a concert or a performance or, you know, at Disneyland where they do um, the fireworks light show and there's dancers and there's like, I cry. I just cry. Like, I can't help but cry. Like, because I don't know if it's because I'm a performer and I just love to perform and just the energy of watching a group of people execute what they've practiced and to music and lights and it just it makes me cry embarrassingly and I kind of like hide in the corner (laughs) (laughs) but that's very emotional I know that I'm like really relaxed if I do turn on music instead of a book in in the car. Like if all of a sudden I'm like, you know what? I think I could go for some music. That that means usually that I'm like in a really good mental space that I don't need that distraction. I can kind of just enjoy the moment. Um, it doesn't happen very often, but when it does, that's I, I'm kind of cued into knowing that I'm I'm chill. You know, mm-hmm. I relate to that 100%. Yep. Wow. Adrian, what about you? How, how, when, why do you listen to music? I love music. I love it all the time. I listen to it. Well, I do listen to it when I'm working sometimes. When I need to get my energy up, I have a dance playlist. It's so good. It's just like dance. <laughs> and then I just like type away. Um, but um, I do love – so I'm very picky about concerts. Like I don't really love huge stadium concerts. Like I would never – I mean, um, if someone was just like, hey, I got tickets to see, I mean, even like Shania Twain, I love Shania Twain, but like so many people, like, I'm just like, ah, like that just seems like a lot of hassle. And there's always like, you know, like different sections you have to like fight. I mean, it would probably be fun, but I, I, I like more smaller um, concerts and I, I like kind of just going to see local bands and um because usually there's less they're a little bit less people they're not you know mega stars but i just love uh i like doing i like going to concerts like that um one thing that <laughs> when i was dating my husband well my was dating my husband we got married later um obviously that's how it works but um <laughs> explain more explain more <laughs> uh, yeah when we were dating he was very he is very much into punk rock and I feel like when I like punk rock is this like subculture sub genre of music right and I uh did wasn't really like exposed to it growing up in a small town um I I I wasn't really involved with it it just sounded like a lot of noise I also like played piano forever and like to me in my head like songs are like like organized pretty songs right and you go you listen to punk rock and it's just like ah but if you go to a punk rock show and you're in this small well it'd probably be amber's worst nightmare because it's like all this energy and the it's about what they're saying and then people at the 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 purpose of the show is to get everyone like involved on their feet and you got like the mosh pits running around and people are just like and just like so much energy i've never been in a mosh pit myself i've just kind of like watched from the outskirts and just been like oh my goodness this is wild like you'll see 
people get like punched in the face and then like hug each other like <laughs> afterward like like because they'll be like by accident but like there's never it like it seems very violent but it's like it's like um not at the same time it's like controlled chaos it is fascinating and very fun and that that's one thing i can't wait to go to after after covid i like really want to go to a punk rock show and just like stand there and be like whoa it's like standing in a storm so if we were all at a punk rock show amber would be pissed in the corner adrian would be in the corner watching in awe i'd be in the corner crying um seth Seth would be in the middle of it i would be in the i would be in the mosh pit punching and hugging people that would totally be me a hundred percent yeah we went to uh there was this concert and maybe they still do it but i don't know about concerts anymore (laughs) when i was younger and have more sensitive adventure i guess um it was up at uh snoqualmie pass and there's a massive concert at the base of the mountain and you ski and you can hear it almost anywhere you are and that on the entire mountain but um we'd come down from a run and there, and we're kind of sitting on the hill watching and there are people in ski boots on the mosh pit. I'm like, they're getting kicked in the head with these boots. I'm like, what, what is going on? I mean, it was so crazy. That sounds like so much fun. See that? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Also like what you were saying, uh, Lacey about like, like music as a purpose. Like mm-hmm. I, w- I went to film school my, the first time I went to college, I went to film school. And for me, like music is often like, I'm like one of those people that has like, I'll turn on the music in my, in my car and I'm like, yeah, I'm a, I'm a spy. I'm going to like crack a code. I'm going to do like, like there's music that like, I'll like put myself in like a movie or like I'm a character ah. or like, you know, it kind of gets me in the mood to like do something you know cool or like oh yeah i mean i want to be sad right now i'm gonna listen to some really sad um grunge rock and like want to cry or for some reason but i'm very like i don't know that's i i use it as like atmosphere and also like to um bring up memories or like you have like old boyfriends or um old experiences like um my dad used to play hockey when i was a little kid if you've ever i seth you would love to go to hockey games Amber, maybe not. Because hockey, hockey games, games. Oh, you do? Because they're like so quick. They're like, but they have, um, they have coordinated the music to like each little play. And then mm. once the play is over, then they have like this specific music. And I remember there's some Rolling, there's some specific Rolling Stone songs that I associate with hockey and just getting so excited because everyone's like, stoked to be there and like probably drunk and happy and you know i don't know yeah there there's usually a substance that helps me like hockey games also the only time the only time i've ever went we were like in a row by ourselves on the glass so we could like Mm. pound on the glass that was pretty fun yeah but yeah not a lot of people there weren't a lot of people there yeah, Seth. I'll, I'll ask you this question too, but Adrian inspired one more one thing from my history. I in high school I was communications officer for ASB. You know, like perfect job for me, right? I like I was in charge of the reader board and the <laughs> and the assemblies, right? And so my first time as the communications officer in charge of an assembly which meant I had to like create a playlist for the opening of the assembly and like run the sound. And when I turned on, like, we will rock you 
and a, a 2,000 students started doing that, that same feeling that I get when people are performing, I was like, oh my God, I have the power to control people <laughs> with the music song that I choose. <laughs> like I even am getting goosebumps right now <laughs> thinking yeah. about how wild it is to be able to control a group of people with music. It's so interesting. That's I'm so I... glad. I'm so glad you said that because Good. my answer to the question totally plays right into that. Good. If, if, Take if it. you want me to just continue here. Um, so unlike Adrian and Amber, I love huge concerts. Like you pack the Tacoma Dome with what is it like 30,000 people that that thing seats. My favorite. I actually have two scenarios um, for my my favorite consumption of music. And this is one of them. My favorite is when the band or the artist or whatever is playing up on the stage a song that everyone knows and they just back out of the mic and you can hear the entire like 30,000 people singing it out at the top of their lungs and it's just like a mass of collective everyone on one mindset. It's just it. it there's something just magic about it. It's just it's amazing. Um, so that's that's my one scenario. It's epic. If you have, if you ever get a chance, you got to go do it just once, just to feel that feeling. Join in with the singing. Okay. So my second one is when the music, when when something moves me to the place where I want to learn a song, like on the guitar or on the piano. My favorite way to consume that music is when it's pouring out of me, and I am feeling Ooh. the emotion. Um, of the song and I'm hearing myself sing the lyrics and watching my hands, um, whether it's on the keys, play it out or on the strings, uh, you know, strumming it out. There's just something about being able to connect to the music um, in a way that makes it your own, because at that point you can even change up the notes you're using within the chord or whatever to make it your own and to 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 bring out the emotions that you feel when you're playing it, because um, as a musician, Whenever you hear a song, um, and Adrian, you play piano, so you, you can probably relate to this. Whenever you hear a song, part of you is constantly like, I wonder how they did that, or I wonder why they chose those specific notes, because I would have you know, done this to actually lift up the lyrics or to, to, to overpower the lyrics, depending on different things. So there's something about being able to take a song, make it your own, and then just hear yourself you know, portraying, telling the story, um, producing this art in a slightly different light. Um, that is just, it, it's, it's my favorite. I just, I love it so much. So. You're very good at it. Everybody, let's really quick rapid fire as we kind of wrap up. Your favorite genre, if you had to pick and without thinking about it, Lacey, what is it? Um, I don't even know exactly what you'd call it, but when we were in high school, so early 2000s, kind of pop punk, you know, Avril Lavigne and Yellow Card. And like, that is like, kind of like imprinted as the music of my, of my growing up and like the music of my soul. Yeah, yeah so, so fun to fun sing with friends. friends. Adrian, Seth. what would you say? Oh, grunge. <laughs> <laughs> grunge. Okay. Grunge, early grunge, post, post-punk grunge, like, Early, like late, like Pixies, but then also Nirvana. So like, yes. Mm. Mm -hmm. Okay, worship music uh, for for sure. Pretty much any any timeline, but but anything that I can connect to and just worship to, yeah, hundred percent. Yep, I'm all in for hip hop. Hip hop. <laughs> <laughs> hip hop. 
Love it. Pick up any any kind of any kind of bluesy country, like old kind of country mixed with some rap. <laughs> It's like they married my two favorite things. Oh, I love it. I, there's, actually, there's actually one artist who is Waylon Jennings' grandson. He's a rapper, but he like brings Waylon's tracks in over his music. That's amazing. Mm. Waylon Jennings and Struggle Jennings. I love That's it. Amazing. <laughs> yeah. That's amazing. All right. So, so our last wrap-up question of the day, uh, social media for good. Okay. It's not all light and love all the time. We've got bad habits. I want a quick rapid fire. What's your worst social media habit right now? Let's all feel relatable to each other. And um, next month, we're going to be talking about um, kind of some strategies that we can use on social media. We're basically have gone through and looked at the most popular content over the last couple of years for us. And we're diving into those and we'll put an angle on them for social media for good. But for today wrapping up what's your worst social media habit right now i will start um mine is whenever i am doing something not on social media like something intentionally not on social media like meditating or in nature i can't help but compose the social media post that i'm gonna write <laughs> about it in my head while i'm doing it it's 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 madness <laughs> That's the worst for me. I can't, I can't help it. Uh, Amber, what about you? Uh, my worst habit is I have a lot of stuff going on. And anytime I pick up my phone to do something, I immediately hit the Facebook button, mm. even though that's not why I picked up my phone. And what happens is I'm 40 now. So I forget what, <laughs> once I go, ah, that's focus Amber. <laughs> I don't, I don't remember why I picked my phone up in the first place. So then I set it down. Then I remember I pick it up and hit the Facebook button. <laughs> it's awful. It's a really bad habit. And it's just so much a part of my life right now that, yeah, it feels pretty gross, but that's it. I like it. So true. So real. Yeah, I don't um, think you have to be 40 to have that problem, Amber. It happens to me all the time. <laughs> forgetting what you were doing, like walking into the kitchen to do something and then going, what was I coming in here for? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, Adrian, what about you? What's your bad habit? Um, my bad habit. Um, I'm actually kind of burnt out on social media right now so to the to the point where I'm not creating as much as I consume, and I know that you really should. Um, so my bad habit definitely right now is going down to these really weird rabbit holes of like super niche, weird, uh, like places that I'm just like, oh, I yeah, I need to know about like. I don't know, astro like Brazilian astrology for people. I don't know. Just like the most <laughs> random niche things. And there's like little communities of, of like specific things. And I'm like, yes, I know that these people exist. But what do I do with this information? Nothing. <laughs> Stupid. <laughs> okay, what about you, Seth? Um, right now, uh, my probably worst habit is opening TikTok uh, in situations where I shouldn't because all other social media opens silently. But you know what does not open silently? TikTok. <laughs> so you open it. And um, definitely there's a lot of inappropriate things on TikTok as the algorithm tries to figure out. And for some reason, <laughs> whenever that first video pops up, <laughs> it's always something that is inappropriate for the scenario that you're in. So uh, that's mine, opening TikTok and letting the volume blare. 
I wish there could be a setting. There, there really should be a setting. Like, do you want to start silently? Duh. (laughs) You know? (laughs) No, 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 I don't. (laughs) Yeah. You would think that TikTok would do that as a feature because, I mean, they do have really great like captioning in that app. You know, Mm -hmm. like it's yeah, it's interesting. Also, Seth, you're the one that really tipped me out. Like, like I was like, well, Seth has been going on about it. I really need to figure out TikTok. So I downloaded TikTok last week and I spent probably two hours <laughs> on it, just being just like deep in a wormhole again on sewing TikTok because I love to sew. And um, did I actually sew? No, I spent two hours on TikTok. So I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry I have ruined your life. <laughs> we just got to watch, just like you said, Adrian, our creation versus consumption. It's true. Because yes. mm-hmm. we all know that we hit a place of depression if we are just consuming and not creating. So, yeah. All right. Well, thank you three so much for your time. This was so fun. It's been a fun. while since we've had like this set group of people. It's just super fun. And it's like the, we got to see each other in person yesterday as a group for the first time in a long time. So I feel like this was a nice next day activity. Yeah. <clears throat> all right. Well, tune in next month. We're going to be talking about the first the first one of next month is all about emojis. So if you're curious about emojis, tune on in. And um, we hope you're having a great rest of your day, that you're using social media for good, and that you keep learning. We will talk to you soon. Bye. Space podcast was produced by Spry Social Media Marketing. Digital marketing agility. Edited by Chad Hinman and executive produced by Lacey Fott.